Welcome to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I am your host, Chloe Brown, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks. If this is your first time listening, first I would like to welcome you. Thank you for coming out. But I also like to let you know the Barnabas Speaks Podcast is a podcast about encouragement, a podcast about empowerment, and a podcast about faith. I am a faith man, so in every episode, everything, I would like to lead everything back to Christ, everything back to Jesus Christ, and we, the past few weeks, we've been talking about mercy, uh, mercy, and of course, this week, I want to talk about mercy again, and as always, you know, that I have, and I'm talking about something, I have a scripture for it, and so my scripture today would be the, uh, the 51st division of Psalms, 51st division of Psalms, or uh, you would read it, Psalm 51, and we're going to read down to the fourth verse, excuse me, down to the fourth verse. I am reading out of NIV as always. We're going to continue talking about mercy, but I, as you know, I want to start off with the scripture. And it says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgression and my sin is always before me against you. You only have I sinned and done evil or and done what is evil in your sight so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. I want to read a couple of verses again. It says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgression. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. May God add a blesser, blessing to the hearers and doers of God's word. And that's that churchy statement that we always say. You read a scripture in church, they say something. We got to have something churchy. May God add a blessing to the hearers and doers of God's word. Uh, we have been talking about mercy, and mercy is something that's important to me because I feel like uh, in the day and age that we live in, whether it is uh, with the social media, with the text message, with FaceTime, with snapshots and screenshots and snap, uh, Snapchat, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we have become a culture, we have become a society, we have become a world where mercy is lacking. Uh I just, uh, I'm a, but I, at the nature of it, I am a poet, so I'm very observant, you know, any, most artists are very, uh, observant, and I know I'm not a typical artist, I can't draw, I can't sing, I can't write music, I love to listen to music, but, uh, my poetic, or my artistic form is in poetry, and spoken word, and it allows me that gift that God has given me to, uh, to express through the, the rhythmic or the rhythm of words, of putting words together. Now, I'm not a rapper, not, I but uh, the rhythm of putting words together has given me the gift of being very observant, being able to watch things and watch people. And one of the things that I have noticed, one of the things that I have seen uh, is that people, we are less merciful as a people. We are less merciful uh, as, as brothers and sisters in Christ. And the it wouldn't be so bad if I found that mercy was lacking everywhere else but the church. 
But we, the church, the people, the believers, the 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 faith family, has taking on this this attitude, this characteristic of of social media and of the world where we lack mercy. We are lacking in mercy. We do not seem to be ones that would like to express mercy. And so I wanted to take this month, as you know, that each month I I, I take a, a series. I go about a series, and this this month's series is Mercy. And last month, we, at the end of the year, we were talking about the testimony. And uh, the testimony and mercy are very uh, much... Uh, tied together and they, they, they align, but I want to talk about a different part of mercy. Uh, uh, this, the 51st uh, division of, of Psalms is written by David, and this is after David is caught uh, by the prophet Nathan. Uh, let me give you a little backstory. Uh, David, King David, uh, he was there, in, there at war and he's supposed to be in the battle. He sees Bathsheba, and she is somebody's wife, but she is bathing, and he thinks that she's just beautiful. And he's the king. So he re, he uh, sends a invite to her. She comes. He lays with her, and she gets pregnant. And so when she gets pregnant, he looks to cover up his sin, and he invites, or he, he requests that her, her husband, Uriah the Hittite, is brought back, and he's hoping that, she, that he would sleep with her. Or have uh, make love to his wife, uh, so that it would cover up the 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 dirt that he did. Well, Uriah was more uh, righteous. Uh, he was more. He had more honor than David did at that time, and he decided I cannot go in while my 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 battle buddies, my compadres, my fellow soldiers are literally fighting battle. So he slept outside his 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 house. And so, it's so. Is what does he? He has to find a way. David has to find a way to cover it up. So he he sends a message to his uh, his generals, if you will, and says, "Hey, put him in the heat of the battle at the front of the line." And so Uriah is killed, and he now uh, after the the time of mourning, Bathsheba uh, comes and lives with David and becomes his queen, and the baby is born. The baby dies. Well, before the baby dies, Nathan the prophet is sent to David by God. Excuse me. And uh, uh, he corrects him. And he tells him what uh, he did wrong and that the baby is going to die. The baby does end up dying. But in this this, this, this place of depression, this place where David is, finds himself outside of the, 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 the righteousness of God, outside of the will of God, he pins this, this psalm. And it says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. And I know by now, I, I know I just read that before again, but I have to, I want to, I wanted to build the story and I wanted you to see where we're coming from. And by now I would have normally given my, my my title in my title for this week is mercy breeds humility mercy breeds humility 
in a world of social media of snap, uh, as I said, snapshots and screenshots and Instagram and and selfies and uh, uh, front facing cameras, which I am on right now. If you're watching this from YouTube and front facing cameras, everything is pointed back to us. Everything is it, it is is uh, is is I I I. You think about the iPhone, which I'm recording on right now. You think about. Uh, social media and it's all pointing back to us it all points we have a way of pointing everything back to us and so we are in a place where we lack humility because it's all and a lot of times the humility we do have is a false humility a lot of times the humility we do have is a humility that that's puffed up and it's just a way to say that we're humble oh i'm so humble look what i've done uh i i'm i'm I, I've done this and everything has a camera on it. When we go out and, and volunteer, we have a camera. When we give money to the poor, we have a camera. When we when we shout, we have a camera. When all these things we, we have we, we have become so self-driven that we feel like we have to capture every moment so that everyone knows what we're doing, everyone sees what we're doing until it is until we we find ourselves like David and we have sinned against God and we find ourselves stumbling. We find that we've made some mistakes. We've had all these things that, 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 that have uh, mounted us and surround us. And then we go back into hiding and then we become humble and then we become private. And we don't want anyone to know the, 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 the bad things that we did. Uh, and, and here we are hiding our, our dirt when just a week ago we were FaceTiming and, 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 and going live on Facebook and going live on IG, make sure that everyone saw us when we were at a high point, when we were doing everything right, when we preached our sermon and when we, we shouted and, and we made sure that everyone saw when we gave the money to the poor. We had, everyone saw when we, we, we raised this money. We made sure everyone saw when we got our new car. We made sure everyone saw it. But when it became time for us, to face the music of some of the things that we've done when it became time for us to, to be challenged as David is challenged by Nathan, by the things that we have messed up on. We then are screaming for privacy. We are then screaming that we're only human. We are then turning the camera away from us. And we realize that we need mercy. We, we, we realize that we need someone to be merciful for us. We're asking that the, the, our followers would have mercy on us and understand that we're just human. We're, we are asking that, the, that, our, that our brothers and sisters would have mercy on us, understand that I'm just human. But the challenge with that becomes that when we were up on our high horse, when we thought that we had it all together, when we thought we, that we dotted all our I's, and when we thought that we crossed out our, all our T's, we had put ourselves in a place that we weren't just human. We, we, that wasn't our pro proclamation. We wouldn't say that I'm just a man or I'm just a woman or I'm just human and I'm going to stumble. We wouldn't quote that, 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 that Kendrick Lamar line that I'm a sinner that's probably going to sin again. We, that wasn't what we were saying. What we were saying with our front... Uh, forward-facing cameras is look at me. Look how great I am. In fact, we, God is looking for the humility in you and he can't find it anywhere. And then we continuously 
let everyone know how great we are. That is what the, the, this this the social media aids have done. If you look at Twitter, it's all about how you have arrived and and how you can now criticize everyone else because you have you're up here and that you've made it to some modicum of of success and you have made it here and you want everyone to know it and so what you do is you sit on twitter and you and you tweet about this person's marriage and how it's all all right you you tweet about this these men and you tweet about these women and how they can't get it together you do all these different things and you do it from your high chair and now that you have come down and fallen from your high chair now you're quiet. The reality is, is that what you're asking for is mercy. And the only thing that I, I understand is that some God allow, sometimes God allows us to stumble. So that way he has to give us mercy. And now we must be humbled. We must now be humbled. Mercy breeds humility because in order to 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 to, to get mercy, it, it, it means that you must now ask for something that that you can't give yourself. You can't give yourself mercy because the reality is that when the the, uh, the um, in in the, in the garden where when Peter uh, cuts off uh, the the Roman guard's ear, it, it, he says that Peter put the sword down because those who live by the sword die by the sword, and it doesn't. And it is not just in the the, the compass of oh. Swordsmen, and it really, really means is that how you fight is how you're gonna die. And the thing about it is, because you have spoken so loud on social media against things, because you have spoken against uh, of, of of fornication, because you have spoken against being about about being a foolish woman or being a foolish man, since you have spoken about uh, uh, divorces and marriage, and because you have spoken against all these different things, it, that is the place. Where people are going to 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 judge you, and people are going to uh, to to discuss you because you spoke so loudly and you didn't have any mercy then, but now at this time you are crying for mercy, and what you're asking everyone to do is to give you some mercy to understand, and that requires humility because that means that you have to ask the people that you have been talking down to. The people that you have sep- that you have separated yourself from, and that you let everyone know that you are here and there. Those people that you talk down to, you now have to ask for mercy. And when you have to ask for mercy, it is humbling. You must now go back and say, maybe I didn't have it all together. Maybe I didn't cross a dot on my eyes, and maybe I don't cross all my T's. Maybe my breath does stink in the morning. Maybe I didn't wake up like this. Maybe I don't have it all together. And what I need you to understand, this is what you're saying when, when you ask for mercy, is that what I need you to understand is that I'm not perfect. And I'm sorry if, if, my, if I projected that I was. Nothing humbles a person more than to live through what they talked down about. Nothing humbles a person more than to have to live through what they talked down about. What do I mean? If I got on my soapbox when I was a... <laughs> I still had my, my minted virginity. If I was to to talk down to people that had had premarital sex, and I would tell them, I would always let them know how much of a sinner they were, 
and how much they they, they they had disappointed God and how much they were outside the will of God. And that's all I talked about. And I, and I said, I can't understand how anyone could, could have sex before marriage. How dare you? And that was my stance. And then I found myself succumbing to the temptation of premarital sex and succumbing to the t- temptation of losing my virginity, which I did before marriage. And I found myself there. I now am humbled because I have to live through what I had talked down about. I had talked, this is not what I actually did, but if I'm talking down to people about premarital sex, I'm talking down to people that, that lost their virginity and not knowing the, 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 the experience of regretting something that you did because I didn't have the experience. And so now that I have that experience, I'm humbled by it. And so there's nothing that humbles a person more than to have to live and ex- live through and experience what they were once high and mighty about. Mercy breeds humility. And the thing is that we want mercy so bad and we don't learn to give it until we need it. Last week's title was, It Takes Mercy to Get Mercy. And we don't know we need it until... We, 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 we experience some things. Recently, in talking to God, I realized what helps me be merciful is much like uh, David said in, in verse 3, for my sin, my transgression is always before me. I am able to, to, and I, I'm not putting it out as I got it all together that I never make a mistake because I do. Uh, I may, I'm making a mistake probably now even as I stumble through this. And I, it's hard for me to forget where God had mercy on me. Where God let me know that, hey, I, I know you messed up. You didn't mess up. You did it. You're guilty. I got you. I have you dead to rights. You are wrong, my son. But I still love you. I still love you, son. I, 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 there's nothing that can separate me and you. There's nothing that you can that can separate you from my love. I don't care. No matter what you have done, I'm still going to love you. And I, I have some mercy for you. So, so come back home, son. I can never forget that. I, I, it's always my, my, my transgression is always before me. I'm always aware that I stumble. I'm always aware that I have fallen short of the glory of God. I, I, I'm always aware that I, that, I, that, I, that, I, that I watch porn. And I'm always aware that I was stuck in masturbation. I'm always aware that I struggled through these things. And I'm, I can give my testimony now in all honesty. And I say it so freely because I want you to know that that. One day I met a man that told me all about myself and he had mercy on me. And that's why it's always before me that I don't deserve Christ. It's always before me that I didn't deserve to be saved. It's all before me that I didn't deserve to be in the presence of God because I was was a sinner and I've been saved by grace. And it's by the mercy of God that I stand before you. It's always before me. So when I meet someone that that maybe not have sinned like me, but they, they have sinned too. But because I understand that my 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 sin and my, my, my transgression is always before me when I approach them and they tell me about the things that they did. I must now show them the same mercy 
that God showed me because I've been humbled by the fact that God would have mercy on me. If, if you would just remember, beloved, all the things that, that, that you stumbled through, and if you would just remember, beloved, that you didn't have it all together, you still don't have it all together, know your T's are always crossed. Yes, your hair sometimes is nappy. Yes, sometimes you, you say the wrong thing. Yes, sometimes you cuss. Yes, sometimes you have uh, uh, unholy thoughts and unrighteous thoughts. Yes, or if you could remember that and put that before you, it would humble you so that way you can present mercy that way you could present mercy to those people that need it the real reality is that sometimes God leaves our sin and transgression before us to ensure that we can present mercy to other people to ensure that when we hear the story of someone else Okay, so maybe you don't struggle with homosexuality. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't struggle with, 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 uh, with paying your tithes. Maybe you don't struggle with, with telling the truth. But you struggle in your thoughts. You had sex before marriage. You didn't always get it right, beloved. You, have some, you, you cheated on your taxes some. No, maybe, maybe you pay your tithes all the time, but you cheated on your taxes or something. Yet, God has mercy on you. I'm trying to tell you, beloved, that, that we cannot get caught up in this social media trend and, and this, 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 this machine that as soon as we see somebody stumble, we, we take a screenshot or we take a video of it and, and we, 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 we do it for likes and, and, and repost and, 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 and mentions. And we don't have the decency to cover them up when God, like God, God covered us up. To welcome them back in the fold like God welcomed us back in the fold. You was, we are so focused on getting our opinion out about a situation that literally has nothing to do with us. We are so focused on that that we missed the opportunity to present Christ's mercy to somebody. And the only way God can get, get, to bring you back is to put you in a position where you need mercy too. I used to regret having sex before marriage. And I know I know this is uh taboo and I probably shouldn't say it like this, but God gave me this podcast and he uh the Holy Spirit is pushing me to present it like this. I used to regret having sex before marriage. I wanted to be the perfect Christian. I was striving for perfection. I really wanted to. But I'm not saying that I haven't done anything wrong before outside of sex before marriage or watching pornography or excessive masturbation. I'm not saying that I, I haven't done any of those things. I mean, I, I'm not saying that outside of those things, I was perfect. I lied. I stole some things that I shouldn't have stole. 
I behaved in some ways that I shouldn't have behaved. I spoke to people in the ways that I shouldn't have spoke, spoke about or spoke in a way that I shouldn't have been speaking. I had a cussing problem. But all those things I was able to put to the side. But I don't care what you tell me about somebody. You can tell me that they're, they're being unfaithful to their husband or they're cheating on their wife. And when I see them, I don't look at them and just see their sin or see their wrongdoing. I see myself. That's how mercy builds humility. Because it, it reminds me that I may not have sinned like them. I may not have struggled like them in the same manner that they struggled, but I did. The real reality, the real struggle is of us giving mercy is that we believe that God sees sin how we see it. And what I mean by that is that we categorize sin. No, we, we literally categorize sin. What we do is we we say, well, you lied a little bit. Uh, that's 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 just category one. Oh, uh, you cheated on your wife. That's category two or three. Oh, you got a divorce. That's category four. You murdered somebody. That's that's category four. You're homosexual. That's category five. There's no yo mm -mm, God, and so we think that's how God sees sin. When in the reality of it is how he truly sees sin, there is no category. That he sees the liar the same way he sees the thief. He sees the killer the same way he sees the person that is character killing, killing somebody's character. He sees the person dealing with pornography the same way he sees the person committing adultery. It's all the same. Sin is sin is sin is sin. A mistake is a mistake is a mistake is a mistake. A stumble it's a stumble, it's a stumble, it's a stumble. They're all the same to God. He doesn't see it how we see it. In the same way, he presents mercy in a the blanket. There's not a special piece of mercy for this and a special piece of mercy for that. Because sin is sin. And the blood of Jesus Christ covers it all, a multitude of sin. The blood, I'll say that again, the blood of Jesus Christ covers it all. No matter how you want to categorize it, there is no category, category, category rather. It's just sin. And when you realize that you need the same mercy that your brother needs, 
that your sister needs. When you realize that no matter how much you think you had a little sin and this person had a big sin, they need, you both need the same mercy. You both need the same blood. You both need the same grace. When you realize that, when you truly, truly realize that, beloved, it will humble you. It would humble you in the fact to realize that. I've made this big deal and I've, I've made my name. I've made my name, quote unquote, great. Criticizing, tearing down, judging unrighteously people when I needed mercy myself. I'm not saying that you don't hold people accountable. You should. I'm not saying that you push, you don't push people to the, to, to the, the greatness of, and to perfection in God because you should. But what I am saying is that you cannot begin to look forgetting your own sin. You can't begin to look at people forgetting your own sin. David says, my, my transgression is all before me. My sin is always before me. It reads exactly. For I know my transgressions and sin is always before me. I can see it. It's there. And what I'm asking you to do is, beloved, to put your transgression and sins before you. So that way that it will humble you. Realizing that according to the law, the law of Moses, the law of Abraham and Isaac, you, not you, but God has all right. He is within his godly right and his judge right to condemn you. But when he sees you, he sees that you're covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. And he has mercy on you. Mm. And so, if you could see yourself covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and, 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 and see that God had mercy on you, and you now keep that in front of you, and you now, when you see this person and whatever they're accused of and whatever they've done, but you, when you see them, you see you covered in the blood of Jesus Christ it will lead you to mercy because what you'll see is Jesus' blood redeeming that person just as it redeems just as it redeems you and you'll have mercy for them have mercy on me oh God according to their love and kindness have mercy on me oh God and what God does is he humbles you through his mercy. So that way, when it's your opportunity to be a representative for him, he can use you to have mercy on somebody else. God wants to use you to present his mercy. And he's saying that if, if you would just 
remember that you don't have it all together. And if you would remember what you were like when I found you, depressed and, and having low self-esteem, you would remember that. And you know, you know, you know that I like to give practical examples. I don't want just, I, I want to give practical examples. And so if you could remember as, as you go about your, your, your dreams and goals, you push that. If you remember that you didn't, you didn't always have it all together. You didn't always have your website looking good. And you didn't always have your, your social media running like clockwork. And you didn't always uh, uh, do your videos with such preciseness and have the best intro music and the best outro music and the transitions were great. You didn't always have it that way. If you had your own you had your own store, you didn't, you didn't always have the, the, the great flow of, 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 of merchandise. But but someone had mercy on you and, 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 and gave you some ideas and gave you some pointers to lift you up. So instead of looking down on the person that's struggling and saying that, oh man, they're never going to get it together. Now that you would that you would see yourself in them and that you would bend down and pick them up and, and give them the knowledge and wisdom that you have learned from the experience of someone else giving you mercy. Beloved, you don't have it all together. You, what, what, what people need is that they need someone to, to bend down in mercy and to help lift them up. I don't care what it is, whether you're, you're writing a book, whether you're starting your own um, website, or whether you're starting your own business, if it's graphic design, if it's, if it's encouragement and empowerment, if it's a podcast, if, you, if you're listening now and you say that, oh man, Cloyd, uh, he, he could be doing this so much better if he would do this, this, and that. Pick up a phone and, and inbox me or whatever it may be and let me know how can I have mercy on me that I don't have it all together. I'm not even where you are, but if, if you would if you would just look and see me stumbling and see you, a little bit of you, and where someone had mercy on you and, and helped pick you up, that you would help pick me up. Don't go to social media to find out who's stumbling and to, 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 to tear them down. If you're gonna go to the social media to find somebody, find out who's stumbling, go to social media with the mindset that I'm gonna go find somebody that's struggling that I can see myself in and I can help pick them up. I'm telling you, beloved, if you would have mercy on someone, it would impress God in such a way. It would, it would, it would further the cause and, and the great commission of God. If you would see someone struggling like you struggle, or even if you don't see them struggling like you struggle, but you can see and you can humble yourself enough to see a little bit of yourself in, in, in them and see that that someone, whether it been, had been God or if it's for business related, that it was some, some other business person, they saw you and had mercy on you and said, come on, let's go get a cup of coffee. Let's talk this through and let me show you how you can improve your business. Let me show you how you can improve your walk. I'm trying to tell you that is, it is it is a kingdom mandate to have mercy and to present Christ. You can't present Christ, if you're always tearing somebody down, you can't present Christ without mercy because Christ said, oh, I'm trying not to get excited on this video, but Christ said that I come not to condemn the world, but I come that the world may have life and have it more abundantly. He came to give life. Stop stop speaking death where it should be life. When you refuse to have mercy on someone, when you tear them down, you are killing them. And you, But the thing about it is how it works. He says, Peter, put the sword down because those who live by the sword die by the sword. What ends up happening is why you're tearing them down and killing them and you're killing your own character. You're killing your own testimony. You're killing your own uh, 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 uh you're killing your own reach. You're killing your own audience because you fail to have mercy on someone. I'm trying to tell you, speak life to people. Speak 
when you speak with mercy, you're giving somebody life. When you show somebody mercy, you're, you're speaking life into their life. And you, you're speaking life into their business when you have mercy on them. You're speaking life into their podcast when you have mercy on them. You're speaking life into their faith walk when you have mercy on them. What I'm trying to tell you that if we're going to be kingdom-minded, and we're going to be Christians, which means to be of Christ, so if we're going to be like Christ, we must come as Christ come, and he said, as Christ came rather, and he said, these are his words, not Chloe's words, these are his words. His words said, I have not come to condemn the world, but I've come that the world may have life and have it more abundantly. I'm trying to tell you that you have the ability, the power, and the authority to speak life and help give people life and let them have it more abundantly, but instead you choose to condemn, and the moment you choose to condemn, it's the moment that you stop living for Christ. Beloved, have mercy on me. Have mercy on your people. Have mercy on your followers. Have mercy on the people on social media. Have mercy on the people at your job. Because at that moment, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, at that moment, you are presenting Christ to them and they don't even know it. You have a kingdom mandate to present Christ. And part of presenting Christ is to show mercy where you can show mercy. To present Christ, I mean grace rather, when you can. Beloved, mercy breeds humility. And humility leads to more mercy. Last week I said that it takes mercy to get mercy. And this week I'm saying Mercy breeds humility, and humility then in turn breeds more mercy. What I want to challenge you to do this week, beloved, is find someone. It could be someone that's in your field. It could be someone that you see that's getting tore down by social media. And reach out to that person that you find and find out where can you have mercy on them? Where can you share your experience with them? Where someone had mercy on you to, enough to teach you, enough to, 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 to tutor you and to mentor you. When someone was able to, when, where someone was able to do that for you, you find a way to do it to someone else. And I promise you, you will see Christ in that. Because Christ did not come to condemn, but he came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Beloved, speak life, speak mercy, and remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you and God love you. Hey family, you have just listened to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Cloyd Brown, and I just want to thank you for coming out. As always, I would like to open up the door for the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you are looking to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would like to give you all my methods of contact so you can reach out and we can speak and talk about the ways that you can accept Christ. But before that, I would like to just tell you to pray these words with me. Say, Jesus, I love you. I would like, that I, I would like to welcome and open my heart to you. I am a sinner. And I need your salvation. I need your mercy and grace. I believe that you are the son of God. 
I believe that you died for my sins and the sins of the world. I also believe that you are resurrected on the third day and that you rose with all power in your hands. I believe that in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you pray that prayer with me, you have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I would like to welcome you and praise God for your salvation. If you have any questions, please reach out to my methods of contact, which I'm going to give you now. If you have questions on, on your salvation, if you have questions on what's next, if you have questions about the podcast, if you have prayer requests, this is how you can reach me. My email address is cloyd.brown at rlcrdu.com. Once again, that email is cloyd.brown at rlcrdu.com. How do you spell Cloyd, you ask? It is C-L-O-Y-E-D. Once again, it's C-L-O-Y-E-D. If you would like to reach out to me on social media, you can reach me at my Facebook, which is Cloyd Brown. You could also reach out at reach me rather at my Instagram, which is also Cloyd Brown at Cloyd Brown. And my Twitter is at gentleman Cloyd. Once again, my Facebook is Cloyd Brown. My Instagram is at Cloyd Brown. And my Twitter is at gentleman Cloyd. I look forward to hearing from you. If you have any questions, any comments, if you would like to get a copy of my book, The Becoming, you can also reach out to me on my methods of contact, or you can go to amazon.com, search The Becoming by Cloyd Brown. I thank you for coming out, and I thank you for another week. And until next time, remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you. God love you.